Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And I know you were a big Joel Anthony fan, Brian Winhorst. Jarvis Varnado. He was one of the greatest guys in one-on-one um, post-practice scrimmages you ever see, but he... He couldn't play five-on-five. Five. No, no, no. If the game had been four-on-four, six-on-six, seven-on-seven, two-on-two, Jarvis would have been great. But five-on-five five, uh, was a bit of a challenge. Um, Brian, what did you make? Uh, of course, Brian joins us from ESPN. Uh, Brian, what did you make of Pat Riley emoting so much last night? You know, that he sent the email, that he likes listening to Motown songs when he thinks of Dwayne Wade. That uh, you know that he should have maxed him out in 2014. Like what? what, what this uh, it took me a little bit by surprise last night. Like I, I felt like Dwayne and, and Pat were trying to sort of outdo each other to you know talk about how much one they love the other one. Well, Pat excels at um, two, well, he excels at a lot of things, but two things he excels at are are one his judgment on when he thinks franchise players are past their prime. And two, making up with those franchise players. Because um, I know that Tim Hardaway, I mean, I, I've heard the explanation that Tim Hardaway wanted to go to Dallas, but at the end of the day, he had injuries, and, you know, Pat correctly determined his career was, o- was really the, the, the useful part of his career was over. He signed and traded him to Dallas. The, the, uh, the Nets were willing to offer Alonzo Mourning more money um, than the Heat were, and I know that it was at that time, I know that they have this story that you know, it was all about Alonzo going to play for a championship contender, and they were helping him. The truth was Pat Riley didn't want to pay him as much money as the Nets did. Otherwise, he'd have still been in Miami. Um, he sent Alonzo on his way. Um, when he decided that Shaq was past the prime of that contract, he sent Shaq on his way. And when he was looking down the barrel of having to give um, Dwayne a contract that was in danger of doing to the Heat what Kobe Bryant's contract did to the Lakers, he sent them... He sent him away. I mean, he, uh, he essentially told Dwayne he didn't want him to be in Miami. And Tim Hardaway and Alonzo came back and worked for the organization. Shaq's having his um, number retired soon. I believe someday Dwayne should have a statue. I think they should put a statue out front on the plaza overlooking Biscayne Bay, and I think they should rename it like Dwayne Wade Plaza or something. And he will hug him and be happy that Pat is very good at at applying salve after he's made, um, you know, a ruthless decision. This is one of the things he does. Wow, I love it when we get the word salve in a uh, sports radio station. That's that's very well done, Brian. Hey, uh, Brian, when when they, you look at the the Pat and Dwayne dynamic, have we heard the last of this soap opera? For, in other words, you know how we are in the media. We have to ask Dwayne. Well, what did that email say? I mean, is, is this thing over? And their responses to each other is, is that over? Or does the email start something else? Does something else start on what December tenth when when the heat goes to Chicago? Boy, Perk, I really hope it's over because I don't think Dwayne and, and Pat want to have a bad public relationship. You know, I think Dwayne wants to come back and live in Miami. He may play for the Heat again in his career, even if it's just a one-day contract to retire as a member of the franchise. Um, you know, as far as what everybody says or says in an email or anything like that, Pat made his commentary on Dwayne 
when he made the contract offer. Um, and, you know, he can go back and say he should have maxed him out in 2014 all he wants. That's a nice thing to say, but he knew exactly what was going on. It wasn't like the same situation has changed between um, July and now. He knew exactly what he was doing. So um, I think it's pretty a pretty cut-and-dry situation. I know that Dwayne's come to terms with it. He's been vi- I think his commentary this week has been spot on. I think he's um, articulated it very well. And I think Pat feels like it put him in a bad light, even though he did what he felt he had to do. And he's trying to, to, to solve it. And I don't think talking more about it really helps him. So I hope it's put behind them. And um, when we get to the day when Dwayne is honored or Dwayne re-signs in Miami or however it goes, um, these, these weeks and any rough words are forgotten. Talking to Brian Winhorst here from ESPN on 790. The ticket, you know, the Riley strategy is always, you know, get the biggest possible fish you can. He started calling it a whale. Um, and when I look at free agency this upcoming year, though, I don't see a lot of whales. I mean, I, I see some, but I, I see some that aren't going to swim away from where they are. I mean, do, I, do whales swim? Is that, am I using the I right? Bet, yeah, I think they I, do. I, I don't know if I'm using the right uh, nomenclature yeah. there. Uh, actually, that would be with numbers. But, Brian, I'm, I, I, I look at this and I say, okay, so... Is it Gordon Hayward? I mean, who's going to be the guy who takes the heat the next step? Who Who is the player that they should be targeting right now? Well, it was a setback for the heat that um, Russell Westbrook extended because I think that was a guy who you could see maybe didn't necessarily, might not have you know wanted to stay. Um, but I still think there's some major free agents out there. Steph Curry and, and Kevin Durant are free agents. Um, and I, one of the things I've learned is, I don't care what the lay of the land is at any point in the season. The only thing that matters is um, how everybody feels on July 1st. And I think, um, you know, you look at the LeBron James free agencies and this Durant free agency, it's the same thing. You know, when Durant was up 3-1 on the Warriors, I can assure you he was not thinking about going to Golden State. He was thinking about getting to the finals. When the, when the Heat were tied 1-1 coming back home in that series 2014, I know not everybody may believe this, but I, I promise you LeBron was not thinking about going to Cleveland. LeBron was thinking about trying to win a third straight title, and I guarantee you he would have stayed to defend it had he done that. So, yeah, we can sit here in November and say, well, that guy's not moving, that guy's not moving, but I think that's naive thinking. And um, here's how I know what Pat Riley's – I mean, we know from just past his past behavior, but here's how it's very clear to me what the Heat intend to do. They let – Tyler Johnson signed that offer sheet with the Nets. And the reason they let him do that is because they felt like they were in better position with his contract number at a lower figure this next two years mm-hmm. as opposed to the flat contract. Now, again, I know what was said publicly. Right. And the publicly thing was, oh, well, you know, he had made the agreement with the Nets and he had to go through and sign it to be a man of his word. Bogus. Oh. <laughs> who, 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 who are you worried about taking care of if you're, if you're Tyler? Are you worried about taking care of the Heat? Are you worried about taking care of the Nets? Forget the Nets. You know, in fact, Tyler is costing himself money because he would have gotten a higher salary. So he, they, they wanted him to sign that offer sheet so he could get his $50 million, but they could backload it so he could max so that Pat and Andy Ellisberg could maximize their cap space um, over the next two years. And um, so they've, you know, and the same thing with Dwayne. I mean, they, they essentially asked Dwayne to leave with the contract offer that they gave him. So I think they've got this set up. Um, they've done this before. They know what they're doing. The one thing that, that Andy and Pat have shown is they know how to rebuild the team. He's done it several times. Whether or not it means he's going to get Steph Curry, I know I don't know, but I know that he wants a bite at the apple, and he's probably going to get the bite at it, and we'll see. 
Brian, uh, kind of going along those lines, uh, I know this is looking ahead, but when does Pat leave? Does he does he have to get ha- have a playoff team before he can before he can walk away from this job? I, I won't say a, a championship team, but or can he leave uh, with a non playoff team but a decent roster and say I, I restocked? There you go. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, only he maybe he doesn't even know. Uh, I know that he probably thought he would ride Dwayne, LeBron, and Chris out to the sunset, and after one of the championships, just say, "All right, we'll see ya." Um, and it just didn't work out that way, you know. He didn't. He didn't have a. He didn't have a buffer zone to to, to go from not champion, you know, because he, they, they were they were champions for two years, and all of a sudden they were not champion, and LeBron was gone like I think two weeks later. There was no time in there for him to consider it. So he got thrown a curveball. He probably thought he built the. Cha- he probably thought he built his last championship contender, and now I'm sure it's a point of pride for him. Um, but even you know if and when Pat leaves. The organization is set up to, to be continued on into the very strongly into the future. I mean, Eric Spolstra has learned Andy Ellsberg is not going anywhere, and Nick Harrison has spent and Nick Harrison's you know a vital part of the organization now anyway. So um, it's, it's it's I think it's it's more than Pat guiding the franchise now anyway. So when he de- when he decides to retire, I don't think it's going to be a major uh, blow. It'll it'll be a, a perception blow, but uh, I still think the Heat's reputation is pretty. It's pretty established out there. Last one here uh, for Brian Windhorst. You know, you look at the early season teams uh, that have sort of jumped out here. I mean, everybody talked about Golden State and Cleveland, but the Clippers look great uh, to start this year. Uh, we were talking to Bontemps a little bit about it yesterday. It, it, I mean, their defense has been absolutely tremendous. Are they a legitimate threat sort of move in in this? Because it, it seemed like there were sort of two and a half teams that could win a championship, maybe with the Spurs being that half. Uh, are, are the Clippers legit enough, in your view, to really push the Warriors in the West? Yeah, I mean, they certainly are impressive right now. I, I don't know in November. I will say this. They're pretty pretty damn deep now. Um, Doc feels comfortable um, playing five backups at one time. He likes his bench enough. Now, will Ray Felton hold up on the course of the season? You know, will, will most states hold up the course of the season? I don't know. You know, I mean, Austin Rivers right now is playing the best basketball of his career. So um, I will say that they are a deeper team than the Warriors, and they've learned they have a continuity advantage. So, you know, so does Cleveland. Cleveland has a continuity advantage over some of these other teams, and um, that continuity advantage is the reason why the, the Warriors started twenty four and zero last year. They were damn talented, but they also had that continuity. So that's an advantage for them. I feel like when the um, when the Warriors reach full power, that I don't think that the the Clippers are going to be beat them four out of seven. But I could be wrong about that. I look at the Spurs, and the Spurs are not exactly chugging along here, and there's some, there's some concerns about where they're headed just defensively. So, I mean, the Clippers have to feel better uh, right now about their chances than any of the last couple of seasons, I'll say that. Brian, thank you for taking the time. We appreciate it. Have a good weekend. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.